You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Best in the World Sports Report. My name is John Brown. Still flying high over that Eagles win. I know it's been like two, three weeks since the Super Bowl, but I'm still on a high. I am honestly still on that high because the Eagles have won the Super Bowl. That's the team I've been cheering for my whole life, and we won. We we won it all. It's like now I get to the point where I can truly enjoy all of like the after effects, all the things that come with your team winning a Super Bowl. For me, like the biggest thrill of like the end of football season is like you see those commercials, uh, especially the Sports Illustrated commercial. That's what I've been waiting for. When you're sitting there and you're watching the Sports Illustrated commercial and it says, you know, hey, blank fans, your team won the Super Bowl. Now you can win this commemorative edition of Sports Illustrated. I've waited so long for them to finally say, hey, Eagles fans, your team has won. Because that's exactly where I am. I'm like, I wanted to see that. I needed to see that. I needed to see, hey, Eagles fans, your team has won the Super Bowl. Now you can win or not win. You can get this commemorative edition of Sports Illustrated. Now, granted, that's pretty much too expensive. I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to order it. But nonetheless, I just wanted to see the commercial. I really just wanted to see the commercial and experience that. And I mean, for me, that's that, that's how you know you've won. It's the uh, the Disney World commercial, of course, with Nick Foles. It's the Disney World commercial, and it's the uh, it's the Sports Illustrated commercial. I needed to see that. That's how it sinks in. That's how you know that you have done it. That's how you know that your team has won. Now, I was there for the parade. I went to the parade. I went to the parade by myself. Now, remember, it was pretty pretty cold that day. Um, and it rained uh, a little bit uh, earlier that week. So I had planned. I had planned on going to the Super Bowl parade with my father. I was going to go with my father and my son. Uh, my father ba- uh, backed out of it because he just didn't want. He didn't. My father said he did not want to walk and he did not want to stand. So that pretty much eliminated him altogether from going to the parade because all you were going to do was walk and stand. My son, unfortunately for him. The parade fell on the same day as his ninth grade trip um, in our school district. Ninth grade is still considered junior high slash middle school. So he's not in high school yet. So the last, you know, that last trip of his class, um, they went, uh, I believe they went to the Poconos and that was that day. So he, t- he decided to go on the senior class trip and, to his to his credit, he does not regret not going to the parade because he says half his school went to the parade. So pretty much they got to go up to the Poconos and go on all the rides, all the all the, the skiing and the snow tubing and the sledding and whatever. And it was like no lines because everyone was at the parade. So he said he had a ball. So whatever, more power to him. I ended up going by myself. I ended up hooking hooking up with my man, my man Alex. Uh, he was down there, so I ended up hooking up with him, and we uh, hung out pretty much for the whole day. That wasn't planned. That was actually cool. Me and Alex got together, and we hung out. So the parade was awesome. I had a whole bunch of fun. I, I can't believe it. And I sat there, and I told I told all my friends, I'm like, look, as, as we're leaving, because I made a whole bunch of friends, because, you know, that's just how Eagles fans are. You know what I mean? You're going to go there, and it's like a brotherhood. 
And that's exactly what it was. I went there by myself and I felt like I walked away with a whole bunch of friends, a bunch of brothers and sisters and all bleeding green. That's how I felt. And it was awesome. It was, it was great. It was a great experience. And I told everyone, Hey man, I'll see you next year. Cause that's how I feel. I'm like, Hey, you know what? I will see you next year. All right. But now I feel like now that the Eagles have won the Super Bowl, I feel like things, there are things that need to change. There are things that need to evolve as we evolve as a fan base. Things have changed. You know, we, we have been a, we're a fan, we're a fan base that has been long suffering because we had went, we've gone so long without a championship. I too, I recognize NFL championships. I understand what Cowboys fans and uh, and Redskins fans and other people who hate on the Eagles. I know they, they'll, they'll try to tell you that NFL championships don't count as championships. That's a bunch of BS. It always has been BS. Championships are championships. At the end of the day, if you're playing to be called the best in the league, then that's what you are. You're the best in the league. You're the best in the world. The NFL has always been the the straw that stirs the drink. So even though there was an NFL championship and there was another league, the AFL, bottom line is the NFL took over the AFL. So if you're the NFL champion, I don't care what was going on in the AFL, you're second fiddle. So when the Eagles were winning championships, NFL championships, they were the champions of the world. AFL, I don't care what they were doing. Our team was winning the championship. So nonetheless, bottom line is our team has won championships. We just hadn't won a Super Bowl. But nonetheless, either way, it had been too long since we had won a championship of any kind in football. We're talking, what, 40, 50 years, 1960, you know. That's just way too long. Way, way, way too long. But now we have one. Now we have one. And I feel like we need to evolve. We need to grow as a fan, uh, as a fan base. You know, it's like things. I, I feel like our focus needs to shift, especially in the NFC East. All right. Let's, let's get in. Let's get into this a little bit. All right. Now that we have a ring, I believe our focus has shifted. All right, we're no longer we're we're no longer like uh, like Redskins fans and and Cowboys fans. How they used to just throw shade at us for not winning a ring. Like from now on, the fact that we now have a ring, the fact that we are now the champions, now that we have won a championship in 2018, the focus has now shifted from Redskins and Cowboys fans talking about we have no championship. And now the focus is on the Redskins and the Cowboys who haven't won a championship since the 90s. You understand? Now we're looking at Redskins and Cowboys fans wondering how come you guys have not won a championship since the 90s. The last time the Redskins won a championship, the last time the Redskins or the Cowboys won a championship, not only were Biggie and Pac alive, Biggie and Pac were friends. And Living Color was still on the air. We still thought that was groundbreaking television when the Redskins and the Cowboys won a championship. TVs had knobs. People were still loading their VCRs. First of all, people were still using VCRs. Not only were people using VCRs, their VCRs, you put the tape in at the top when the Redskins and the Cowboys were winning championships. Pretty much after the Redskins won a championship, we all sat down and we watched Family Matters with Steve Urkel because it was still new and innovative. There was still something new on television. We all went and watched uh, Family Matters. We watched the Cosby Show. 
Stuff like that was still on the air. Stuff that only exists in reruns now. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Who's the Boss? Mr. Belvedere. Shows like that were on the air. Back then, when the Redskins were winning championships, probably the most notable, for me, the most notable Redskins fan was Lester Jenkins on 227. Because 227 was still on the air when the Redskins were winning championships. And now for so long, they've been sitting there making fun of us because we didn't have any. Now I can sit there and talk about the things that were happening when the Redskins were winning championships. I told a Cowboys fan the other day, you know, last time the Cowboys won a championship, the only way they got online was through AOL. And that was back in the day when you couldn't use the phone and your computer at the same time. You know, you were, you were sitting there online trying to, you know do whatever you were doing online in 1996 or whatever and if somebody picked up the phone everything was ruined when you tried to get online when the uh, cowboys were winning championships you wanted to get online you had enough time you set up your computer to get online then you could go downstairs and make a sandwich now things have changed we're now the center of the football universe we're now home to the super bowl champion and this is a town with a rich sporting history all right we have passionate fans who are now basking in the electricity that comes from a world championship. If you were down on that parade route, you felt the electricity. And for me, I've said on this show before, I said uh, on our last show before the championship, I said that when the Eagles win a championship, all is forgiven. You know, we've, we've dealt with a lot of pain. As fans, we've dealt with a lot of pain as a fan base. And I have always said that when the Eagles win that championship, all is forgiven. The slate is wiped clean. So if you have caused, if you're an Eagle and you're an Eagles player, a former Eagle, whatever you want to call it, and you have caused me grief and pain along my life as a football fan, all is forgiven. I harbor no ill will towards anybody at this point. I have now seen my team win a Super Bowl. I have been to the parade. I have watched the team that I cheer for hoist the Lombardi Trophy. So for me, slate clean. And I feel like that, as a fan base, that is a an attitude we need to embrace. We need to embrace because we're no longer that bitter fan base that people want to talk about. That bitter fan base people want to throw shade at. Things have changed. Things have absolutely positively changed. So for me, I feel like the biggest example of that, the biggest example of that now is Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb, number five. All right. There are a lot of people who will say they'll say, hey, man, we just got a ring. Why do we care about a guy who puked in the Super Bowl? Why do we care about the guy who choked away the Super Bowl? And my response to them would be, hey, man, we just won a Super Bowl. Why do we have to harbor this ill will towards Donovan McNabb? Now, whether you like it or not, Donovan McNabb is the greatest quarterback in this franchise's history. What that necessarily says about this franchise and our history at the quarterback position is for another show. But nonetheless, when you come, when you get down to the history of the quarterback position of the Philadelphia Eagles, Donovan McNabb is the GOAT. I'm not saying the GOAT as far as all quarterbacks. I'm not saying the greatest as far as the NFL, but I am saying as far as the Eagles go, as far as the Philadelphia Eagles go, the best quarterback that we have ever had is Donovan McNabb. I understand he hasn't won it all. 
We know that. We all know that he hasn't won it all. And we all know his history. We, we understand that. But nonetheless, that's what we had. That's who, you know, he won a lot of games for us. Now, look, I, I admit, you know, I, I've, I, I admit as it pertains to this current team, I am a, I am a firm, entrenched Nick Foles hater. I have been, I have been one for a long time. I understand it. And he's, he made me eat a lot of crow. All right. I understand that. I feel, in fact, I feel like, like me personally, I've hated on Nick Foles for so long. It's, I can't go back. I feel like it would be disingenuous of me. There are too many receipts out there of me throwing shade at him, at me throwing doubt at him, at me criticizing him. There are way too many receipts out there for me to go back now. I can't go back now. Now I can say, hey man, he's won. I can give, you know, I can give him credit because he, he won the Super Bowl. You know, it's hard at this point. It's hard to really criticize Nick Foles at this point because he won it all. And I won't. I'm not going to criticize Nick Foles. He played well. He did what he was supposed to do. He, you know, he did what we needed him to do. He won it all. He went out and won us a championship. So for me, it's like, look, no, I'm not going to sit over here and bend over backwards and just heap a whole bunch of praise on him. But I can't give him the praise that he deserves because he won it all. But for me, I feel like I what I don't understand about this fan base and this narrative is I don't understand the narrative that says, hey, embracing Nick Foles and celebrating what he was able to accomplish. I don't feel I don't understand why that has to be joined at the hip at throwing shade at Donovan McNabb. I feel like why are why are the why are the two connected? Why do you have like there's way too many people who will congratulate Nick Foles, who will heap praise on Nick Foles and in the same breath throw shade on Donovan McNabb. And I don't understand why you have to do that. I don't understand why that's necessary. I don't understand why that has to be said. I feel like, yes, you know what? Donovan, you know, five is gone. He's rode off into the sunset. He's doing whatever he has to do. He's he's living his life, you know, how he's living his life, what's going on in his life. Once again, that, that's a topic for another story. That, you know, that's that, that's another day. I I, I I'm not going to get into that. That's, hey man, you know, that that is what it is. However, what I don't understand is what I want to talk about is I just don't understand why we as a fan base, why we, you know, why the two go together. I feel like, you know what, we, we're evo- that This is what fan bases are supposed to do, you know. As you move on, as players retire, as players move on into the sunset, you know, as, as they ride off into the sunset, you know, new players come in and you start to appreciate them. What I don't understand is why I don't understand. I don't understand why as a fan base we have to, you know, throw dirt on the past. And when it comes to throwing dirt on the past, I feel like the only dirt we ever throw is on McNabb. You know, people will sit there and will tell you, hey, man, we throw dirt on McNabb because he threw three interceptions in the Super Bowl. Know who else threw three interceptions in the Super Bowl? Ron Jaworski. Do we throw Do we throw dirt on Jaws? No. Jaws still walks on water in this city. Donovan McNabb won 92 games. I believe Ron Jaworski won 60, 69, maybe, if that. 
Ron Jaworski is barely over 500 in his Eagles career. Ron Jaworski is barely a 500 quarterback. And and there are people in this city that will tell you Ron Jaworski is one of the greatest quarterbacks. They'll put they'll put Jaws in front of uh They'll put Jaws in front of McNabb as far as best Eagle quarterbacks. And McNabb probably has about 30 more wins than uh, close to 30. Maybe, you know, 25, 30 more wins than Jaws. I don't have the – I know Donovan McNabb has won, 90, won 92 games as an Eagle. 92 games, and I believe that Jaws is 69, maybe. I had to look that up. I Look, I – it took me long enough just to get on the air today, so I don't have the time to uh, to look that up. All right, if somebody sees it, uh, if you're watching on Facebook Live, and hit me up and just let me know, just just tell me. All right, but nonetheless, Donovan McNabb has won 92 career uh, regular season games with the Eagles. He has nine career playoff wins, over 32,000 career yards, 216 career passing TDs with the Eagles, and 28 rushing t- TDs with the Eagles. He, and I understand that given all that, saying all that, that he did not win it all. We all know that he did not win it all. But this is the only franchise that really holds that against him to this magnitude. There are great quarterbacks who didn't win it all, who didn't win a Super Bowl and still have great careers who are still revered by their fan base. You know another team who hasn't won it all? The Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings have not won it all. But you won't find Minnesota Vikings fans throwing hate on Fran Tarkenton like we throw well, like we throw shade at Donovan McNabb. Vikings fans don't hate Fran Tarkenton like we hate Fox. Now, by the way, Fran Tarkenton does not have as many playoff wins as McNabb. Donovan McNabb more playoff wins than Fran Tarkenton. Most people in this city will tell you Fran Tarkenton is better. A lot of those people haven't even seen Fran Tarkenton. Never Googled his stats, never looked at him, never talked to an OG or old head who knows Fran Tarkenton. But most people will tell you that uh, McNabb wasn't as good as Fran Tarkenton just because his name is Fran Tarkenton and his name is Donovan McNabb. That's that's fact. Know who else has never won a Super Bowl? The Buffalo Bills have never won a Super Bowl. Jim Kelly quarterbacked four, four straight losing Super Bowl teams. And Bills fans don't hold that against him to the level we hold all our losses against uh, Donovan McNabb. Jim Kelly is not hated by Bo- by Buffalo fans the same way we hate Donovan McNabb. By the way, by the way, even with four straight Super Bowl losses, Jim Kelly has as many playoff wins as Donovan McNabb. They both have nine career playoff wins. Nine. My man Corey Brown is uh, checking out, checking us out on face, uh, Facebook Live. He says he was salty. He hates on us every chance he gets. Jealous of T.O.'s popularity. Didn't help that situation. Screw five. Corey, I think you're absolutely wrong. I don't feel like people, I, I feel like that's a false narrative. People say that he was salty. He hates on us every chance he gets. What has he really said that's hateful against his fan base? We'll turn on somebody who doesn't produce. That's true. We do. You know, and, and Philadelphia... We, you know, and that's not that's not throwing salt on Philly. I grew up here. I've been a fan here my entire life. I know how it is. I understand how it is. I've seen, you know, I, I I've seen how this fan base gets down, and sometimes I participated in it. You know, I've been a part of it. I've been a part of the problem. I've been a part of the solution. You know, but to say, oh, he's salty. He hates on us. Well, I think that's a false narrative. There are fans in Philadelphia who get upset and hate on Donovan McNabb 
and then are further infuriated by the fact that Donovan McNabb will say, hey, man, Philly fans hate on me. Like, you can't be, you can't hate on a player and then be mad that that player points out the fact that you hate on him. Said he hated, uh, Carson, uh, said uh, Donovan McNabb hated on Carson Wentz year one. I think that's a lie. If Donovan McNabb said anything about Carson Wentz other than Carson Wentz is God and the greatest quarterback of all time from day one, people have accused Donovan McNabb of hating on Carson Wentz. What has Donovan McNabb really said about Carson Wentz that wasn't the truth and was really hateful? And don't say that he said that Jared Goff was better than Carson Wentz because that is a lie. Donovan McNabb never said that. I feel like people will take Donovan McNabb's words out of context every time. He says he picks the media. He, uh, someone points, uh, my man Corey, he said he, his media work, he picks the other team. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He's impartial. Jaws works for the media too. And he does not pick the Eagles to win every game. Jaws is not a homer. And when Jaws sounds like a homer, people call him out on it. People in the national media call him out on it. Because Donovan McNabb wasn't sold on the Eagles Super Bowl chances in August. That doesn't make him a hater. That doesn't make him a hater. It's like people say he picks against the other. What do you want him to do? What do you want him to do? At the beginning of the season, you were talking like the Eagles were going to go 16-0. and 0, And in that case, that makes you a homer. You know, there were games that you figured they would lose. So what if he picks the other team? You know, what team, you know, when, like what game did he pick the other team? Are we really going to hold it against him if he picked the, uh, the Eagles to lose to Kansas City at the beginning of the season? Honestly? You know, team started out three and zero last uh, last year. Started out three and zero, finished seven and nine. You know, things kind of fell apart towards the end of the season. Should we really hold it against him if he wanted to wait and see how the Eagles did? You know, it's ridiculous. Why do we hate hold this against him? Other teams don't do this. Other fan bases don't do this. Bengals never won a Super Bowl. Do they hate Boomer Esiason? Browns never won a Super Bowl. Do they hate uh, Bernie Kosar? Falcons never won a Super Bowl. Do they hate Michael Vick? Well, yeah, they, they kind of do, but they don't hate Michael Vick for not winning the Super Bowl. They hate him because, you know, how he lived his life. Panthers fans, Panthers never won a Super Bowl. Do they hate Jake DeLone? Do they hate uh, Cam Newton? If the Tennessee Titans win a Super Bowl, if Marcus Mariota leads the Tennessee Titans to a Super Bowl, are Titans fans going to throw shade at Steve McNair? As a fan base, as we enjoy what is the height, the the crux of, of football glory, this is the greatest time in our collective lives. I do, I'm, I'm just not here for McNabb slander. I am not here to throw shade on the teams that fell short. Yes, it was frustrating when they fell short. Yes, I felt the pain. I lived through it. I felt... The pain of the of the Ryan era, all the failures of the Ryan era. I felt, you know, I felt the pains of all the failures of the Cotite era, of the Ray Rhodes era, of the Andy Reid era, and the early failures of Doug Peterson's era. Yes, all those teams fell short. Those are the teams that I remember. Now I was born in, you know, the end of the end of uh Dick Vermeil's tenure. When he left the Eagles, I was like four or five years old. So, look, I, I don't, I know we lost the Super Bowl and it hurt, but I didn't really understand, and I really didn't understand much of uh, Marion Campbell uh, era. What I, re you know, what I remember is Buddy Ryan. 
And those were some great teams and some great teams that fell short. Now that the team that I cheer for has won it all, I'm just not here for the slander. I don't, I don't get the slander. And people will try their hardest to go out and explain it and kind of justify it and to make, you know, to make it seem logical. And it just doesn't. In the end, I don't like and I don't really care for people who use this time, this collective time to throw shade on guys in the past who tried to win it all, but didn't, who fell short. Nick Foles took us to the promised land. Nick Foles took us to the promised land and Carson Wentz is this team's future. I know that I understand that and I'm excited to watch that. I am happy. You know, I understand that I've been very critical of Nick Foles in the past, but that's the joy of being a fan and not a pundit. That's the joy of me just saying, Hey man, I'm, I'm somebody, you know, this is not, you know, this whole operation. I mean, of course you can tell because this is my basement. And not, you know, some swank studio or whatever. But in the end, what I am saying is, you know, I'm a fan. So as a fan, not being paid by anybody for my opinion, I can be wrong. There are plenty of receipts. You go on my Twitter page, there's plenty of shade being thrown at Nick Foles. And in the end, you know, like, hey, man, he won it all. I'm not trying to crown this dude the GOAT. I don't think he's the greatest of all time. But in the end, it's like, look, man, he won. And I'm happy and I'm glad I'm not going to regret this. You know, I, I had no problem. It's like, look, man, I was at the parade by myself and I had no problem going because I am a Eagles fan and I'm happy my team won it all. And I just feel like now is a time that I don't need to throw shade at Pat, you know, people who didn't get it done. My favorite Eagle of all time, my favorite Eagle of all time is Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham won what? one maybe two uh playoff games as an eagle one maybe two he's still my favorite eagle for a long time he was the greatest eagles quarterback of all time now he's number two all right in my lifetime it is in my lifetime now i feel like the greatest are McNabb, randall that, that's about it. <laughs> that's, that's about it. I really wasn't old enough to really experience, uh, you know, anything before that. You know, I, I believe I, I do believe that eventually at some point in time, Carson Wentz will be the greatest equals quarterback of all time. I certainly hope he, you know, he ascends to that. I most certainly hope he at one point at some point, Carson Wentz will be the greatest Eagle of all time, but he's not there yet. And that's not throwing shade at Carson Wentz. That's not hating on Carson Wentz. And it's not hating on Nick Foles to say that, Hey, you know what? I understand that you reach the pinnacle. You reached the top. You reached a level that was before unattainable, but you know what? Nick Foles still isn't better than Donovan McNabb. If we had our choice, if we had to start our, uh, if we had to start our franchise all over again, and you're sitting there, you're looking at Nick Foles, and you're looking at Donovan McNabb. I'm taking Donovan McNabb. You know what? Nick Foles is Nick Foles did a great job. Can't hate on Nick Foles at all. You know, can't hate on him at all. But nonetheless, it's not, and it's not hate to say, hey, you know what? Nick Foles ain't Donovan McNabb. And that's not shade. It's not. You know what? I feel like it's just, it's, it's just no need to, it's no need to go there. You know, 
I feel like, and I hear he says people people talk about, you know, the shade he's throwing at Philly. I don't I don't believe he's throwing shade at Philly. My man Corey, he chimed back in. He says all personal opinions. He comes off like he's holding a grudge against the birds. No, he doesn't. People want to push this McNabb anti Philly, McNabb anti Eagles rhetoric and narrative and i don't believe that it exists i believe that if you see donovan McNabb as him as a pundit he was critical of the team for for what whether you agree with it or not i don't feel like he was over the top i feel like people want to push that narrative and they are willing to take what he says out of context to keep that narrative up Biggest example was this whole Donovan said Carson uh, Donovan said Jared Goff was better than Carson Wentz. That is nonsense. That is complete media, Philly media, blogger, social media hype. That's so far from the truth. That is so blatantly taking what he said out of context. Once again, I'm not saying that Donovan McNabb is the greatest quarterback of all time, but he is the greatest Eagles quarterback of all time. There is no quarterback. The Eagles do not have a quarterback better than Donovan McNabb. That's not throwing shade. That's throwing facts. Carson Wentz is not better than Donovan McNabb. Maybe he will be. He probably will be. But that day has not come yet. Nick Foles is not better than Donovan McNabb. Randall Cunningham is not better than Donovan McNabb. Ron Jaworski is not better than Donovan McNabb. Period. End of story. 92 career wins. 32,000, over 32,000 yards. 216 passing touchdowns. 28 rushing TDs. That's fact. No, he's not going to go in the Hall of Fame. I understand that. I understand that he's not going in the Hall of Fame. That's fine. As far as this franchise goes, as far as the Philadelphia Eagles go, the greatest quarterback in our franchise's history is Donovan McNabb. That does not change. I am happy we won a Super Bowl, and I feel like I can embrace both. I can be happy for Nick Foles. I can be excited about Carson Wentz, and I can embrace the fact that Donovan McNabb did a lot of good for this city. I don't need him to be in. I don't need Donovan McNabb to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't. I understand he's not in the Hall of Fame. I don't care that he's not in the Hall of Fame. Whether he's in the Hall of Fame or not is irrelevant. Still won a lot of games. That man was the quarterback of a Eagles team that won 92 times. 92 good Sundays because of Donovan McNabb. 92. You want to say he's good, not great? Fine. Whatever. I think, you know, I think that's a matter of opinion. But the, ba- but the bottom line is that man should be celebrated. That man should be celebrated the same way we celebrate. Doc, the same way we celebrate. Trot, the same way we celebrate. Randall, the same way we celebrate. Reggie, same way we celebrate. Jerome, same way we celebrate. Jaws, same way we celebrate. Papali, same way we celebrate. Carmichael, same way we celebrate. Uh, Wilbert Montgomery, same way we celebrate. Chuck McNerick, same way we uh, celebrate. Tommy McDonald. All those names. Great Eagles names. Donovan McNabb should be in it, and I don't feel like using this Super Bowl should be why we throw shade on him. End of story, dog. End of story. I'm excited. I want to see what happens next year. You know, people talking about should we or should we not trade Nick Foles. Um, Bottom line is you just got to come with that real. I don't mind getting – I mean, a lot of it falls on Nate Sudfeld. And I feel like 
I feel like Howie and Doug and Joe Douglas have earned the benefit of the doubt that if they feel like they have to start the season with Nate Sudfeld, then I would trust them. You know, I think we, yes, we won the Super Bowl, but look, chances are we're not going 16-0 and next year. All right, we're going to lose some games. Hopefully we don't lose that many. Probably won't go 13-3 and next year. I'd like to go 13-3. and you know, uh, love to go 14 and two, love to go 15 and one. My man, Mike Klein, my man, coach Mike chimed in. Yes. Move on. Let it all go. Embrace all the five faults and realize he was a damn good QB for us. He just didn't, it just didn't end the way we wanted it to. Got that right. Wasn't all his fault. Especially, come on. We put a, we have put, we have, put a lot of losses on Donovan McNabb where blame should go all around. And there are people in this city, there are players in this city that we love that deserve a lot more blame for the losses than we put on Donovan McNabb. You know, people look at you sideways. You know, you tell somebody that, hey man, that la- that fourth NFC championship uh, that they lost uh, to uh, Arizona, I've told so many people I put that loss more on Dawkins in the defense than I put on McNabb. People look at me like I got three eyes. People look at me like I have three eyes. Donovan McNabb walks off the field with the uh with the fourth quarter lead. Defense can't hold him. Larry Fitzgerald just eats Brian Dawkins. Picks his teeth with Brian Dawkins. I love Dawk. Dawk is a legend. I'm excited that he's going into the to the Hall of Fame. Doc is one of Doc is one of the greatest of all time. And I you know, I love him. I hold him I hold him more responsible for that fourth uh, NFC championship loss than I do five. People will talk about Donovan McNabb throwing up in the Super Bowl. I ask those same people people will say, hey man, Donovan McNabb threw up in the Super Bowl. He choked in the Super Bowl. He puked in the Super Bowl. How did that drive end? I'll wait. How did that drive, when Donovan McNabb threw up in the Super Bowl, how did that drive end? I'll tell you how it ended. It ended with a 27-yard pass to Greg Lewis. That's how it ended. How did that start? Why did he throw up in the Super Bowl? He threw up in the Super Bowl because he got late hit by Teddy Bruschi. Got hit late by Teddy Bruschi, threw up, got himself up, and then led the Eagles down the field for a touchdown. People will blame Donovan McNabb for the Super Bowl. People forget that the Eagles lost that Super Bowl by three points in a game where the kicker missed two field goals. Why don't we blame David Akers for that loss? You know, it's like, oh, God, God, what was the guy's name? I can't even remember the guy's name. Uh, He was a, uh, what's funny is uh, the Carolina, the Carolina NFC Championship. When the guy, guy pretty much made his entire career, fed his family, fed his kids, fed his grandkids, fed his great grandkids off the contract that he made off of that game. Can't forget the D. I think his last name was Manning. Man, I can't remember his first name. If you see me, hit me up. Let me remind me what that guy's name is. That guy absolutely owned Pinkston and Thrash. Donovan couldn't com- complete a pass to them all game, and Grell Bulkholder, I believe, got stopped on fourth and uh, fourth and short twice. That game that they lost, no no Brian Westbrook, Pinkston thrashed completely inept, and we all put that loss on Donovan McNett. 
We all put that loss on Donovan McNabb. Tampa Bay, you know what? T- <laughs> McNabb played pretty darn bad in that game. But know what I remember? I remember 87-year-old Joe Jerovicious running all over the inside of that field, running all over the middle of that field because Andy Reid decided to draw his line in the sand and let Jeremiah, Trier, Jeremiah Trotter walk down to D.C. The best middle linebacker we had since Seth Joyner. The best middle linebacker we had since Seth Joyner and, and uh, Byron Evans and all those guys since the gang green was in Washington that year. Know who we had? We had LeVar Kirkland. And I just said that Joe Jerovicious was 87 years old. If Joe Jerovicious was 87 years old, LeVar Kirkland had him by 10 years. In football years, Joe Jerovicious was like 160 years old. My man, Coach Mike, thank you. Ricky Manning. Ricky Manning. Ricky Manning had his career year against uh, his career game. Career year. He just had his whole career. And what was funny was we got T.O. that offseason, and we played Carolina again, and T.O. obliterated Ricky Manning. I remember T.O. talking all week. I'm not what he wants. And that's exactly right. He sat there and he told Ricky Manning, I'm not Pinkston. I'm not Thrash. And they and they got their revenge. T.O. obliterated uh, Ricky Manning that next year. The same way Rick, Ricky Manning, not even to be crass, but in that game, in that championship game, Ricky Manning put dresses on Pinkston and Thrash and made them walk Delaware Avenue. That's what he did to them. That's what he did to them. But we put that we put that loss on McNabb. We put that loss on McNabb. And it's not fair. And I'm at the point where it's like I'm ready to move on. I am so ready to move on. It's time to go. It's time to get, you know, it's time to let go of that because look, we have a Super Bowl now. We have a Super Bowl now. And it's time to let it go. I'm not here for the McNabb hate. I'm here. It's clean slate. Donovan McNabb, you are forgiven, my friend. All is well. You're still the GOAT. That might not be forever. Probably won't be forever. And hopefully, if we're all at the parade next year, Donovan McNabb will be there. And we will cheer him as he supports the Eagles. Because I believe he supports them. I don't believe the car I don't believe that Donovan McNabb hates on Carson Wentz. Bottom line is people say that he hates on Carson Wentz, but he's he was right there in the locker room letting his kids get autographs by Carson Wentz. That's not hate to me. I'm not doing that with a guy that I hate. You know? It is what it is. Stop buying into these phony narratives. Stop making up these this crap about Donovan McNabb hating Philly. He does not hate Philly. He does not hate the Eagles. Man was a great quarterback, did a lot of great things here. He's gone. We're moving on. But we can still celebrate him as part of the rich history. Once again, we should be celebrating five same way we celebrate Jaws. Because five was a whole lot better than Jaws. Randall is the GOAT. Is you know Randall is my favorite football player ever. I have a picture one day, uh, hopefully, you know, God willing, I will meet Randall Cunningham. I have a picture of us at training camp. I was a little boy getting an autograph from him. And one day I wanted to get him to sign that. He did hate on Wentz on air, dude. No, he didn't. No, he did not. Go back to that interview. Watch that interview again. Didn't hate on Wentz at all. Conversation was completely not about Carson Wentz. That we made about Carson Wentz to push this narrative. 
did not hate on Carson Wentz. He might not have wanted to christen him the GOAT back in August, but that's fine. That's fine. I, I don't need that. Never hated on Wentz. That's made up. Never hated on Wentz. Did he criticize him? Sure. Wentz ain't perfect. Nobody's perfect. But on ESPN, conversation was about Jared Goff and the fact that we had wrote we wrote Jared Goff off as a bust after his uh, rookie year. People wrote Jared Goff off as a complete bust. You know, it's like, <laughs> but people will say that the fact, excuse me, people say that he wrote uh, that Jared Goff was a bust after one year under Jeff Fisher, who is now pretty much a documented QB killer. Unless your name, unless your name is Steve McNair, who won probably regardless, Jeff Fisher is a quarterback killer. And now that Jared Goff has a quarterback, a quarterback friendly coach, he was playing like one of the best players in the league. And people took that to say, whoa, he's playing like the best player in the league. What about Carson Wentz? Are you trying to say Carson Wentz isn't the best player in the league? Which we all now see. If you look at it that way and you understand that is a reach. A reach. We took a conversation that Donovan McNabb said about a totally different quarterback in a totally different uh, situation and took that to equate a dig at Carson. That's how deep this goes to create this narrative that Donovan McNabb hates Carson Wentz. Bottom line is Carson Wentz came out of North Dakota State and we traded a bunch of draft picks to get him. That's a question mark. Yes, Carson Wentz has proved us wrong and proved that he belongs in this league. But I'm going to be honest, man. Don Donovan McNabb was not the only person who had their doubts about Carson Wentz coming out. I had my doubts. I ain't seen any Carson Wentz footage coming up. Carson Wentz wasn't a, house, a household name that year. Two years ago, wasn't a bunch of people talking about Carson Wentz being a franchise quarterback. Not at Division 1A uh, North Dakota State. Why do we hold it against Donovan McNabb? Because he might have been somebody who saw Carson Wentz, saw what we were doing to get Carson Wentz. It was just like, who? I mean, honestly, really? Really, why do we hold that against him? It's the truth. I was I was dead set against Carson Wentz being the, being the starter on this team up until Minnesota decided they were going to slip and bump their head and give us a first-round pick for uh, Sam Bradford. I was over there saying, hey, man, let's ease the kid in. Let's, stay, let's stick with Bradford. Let's ride this out with him. You know, I was – in fact, I'm going to be real. There was – you. Once again, I'm a fan, not a pundit. So you can go back into my tweets. You can go back into my posts and you'll see me talking about the Eagles don't need to go get Carson Wentz. They need to use that first round pick and get and go get Ezekiel Elliott and match Ezekiel Elliott to uh, to Sam Bradford. I was ready to go into the season with Ezekiel Elliott and Sam Bradford. And let me tell you, boy, was I wrong. I was wrong. I can admit it. I have no problem admitting it. It's the truth. I was wrong about that. Dead wrong. Dead, 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 dead wrong. And I don't hold, you know, whatever. You, you know, if, you, if you choose to hold that against me, that's your business. I don't hold it against anyone else who had their doubts about Carson Wentz coming into the season. Hey, man, you know what? That I, 
Honestly, Carson Wentz proved us wrong. He proved he could play. If anything, that's more reason to trust Howie, to trust Doug, to trust Joe Douglas, to trust the Eagles because they saw it in him that this man could be the uh, future of the uh, the future QB of this team. He's proved that he is the future QB of this team. But you know what? People aren't wrong for having their doubts. I had my doubts. But nonetheless, Carson Wentz led us this season, did amazing things this season. He went down. Nick Foles picked up the slack, took it, you know, took the baton, ran with it to the highest of heights. And now we're Super Bowl champions. And now I'm at the point where it's like, you know what? I am good with this entire situation. I am good with our entire franchise, the good and the bad, the past, the present and the future. And all of that includes Donovan McNabb. So if you're hating on Donovan McNabb, get over it. It's over. It's all over. He was great. Carson will be great. Nick Foles did great things. It does, you don't have to pick one. This is not a guessing game. This is not a lose one situation. You can love McNabb. You can, if, all right, you know what? Maybe I can't force you to love McNabb. I understand that. Can't force you to love McNabb, but you got to respect him. You got to respect him. All right? Respect McNabb. Love Foles. Love Wentz. We can do it all. We can do it all. Things have changed. Maybe we couldn't do it all when we were losing. Maybe when we weren't winning at all, we, we just didn't have that much love in us. But now that we've won, we got that much love. We can have that much love. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. Why, 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 why